Welcome to Texas Ag Today, a daily look at the latest news in Texas agriculture. Texas Ag Today is produced by the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network with the largest farm news team in the Lone Star State. Now here's the host of Texas Ag Today, Carrie Martin. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Texas Ag Today. I'm your host, Kerry Martin, along with the largest and most experienced farm news team in the Lone Star State. And we're all standing by to bring you the latest news in Texas agriculture, from the piney woods of East Texas out to the rocky ranges of the Trans-Pecos, and from the Panhandle down to the Rio Grande Valley. Time is running out to register for two upcoming farmer and rancher conferences. I'm Jessica Dommel, and I'll explain on Texas Ag Today. An increase in acres for sorghum is expected in the Texas Panhandle next year, and farmers will have some new things to work with in the way of hybrids and herbicide technologies. I'm James Hunt, and I'll have that story coming up on Texas Ag Today. The logistics of a rice donation to an Austin food bank equivalent to 110,000 servings of rice. I'm Tom Nicoletti, and I'll have that story on Texas Ag Today. We'll have those stories plus the latest news from Washington, Texas Wildlife News, and a complete look at the markets all coming up. But first, here's Jessica Domel with news headlines. Registration is now underway for the third annual Texas Hispanic Farmer and Rancher Conference. The conference will be held online from 1 to 4.30 p.m. January 5th through the 14th. Cost is $25. Register at utrgv.edu backslash Sarah. That is utrgv.edu backslash S-A-R-A. The 59th Annual Blackland Income Growth Conference will be held online from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. January 5th. The event is free. Pre-registration is required. A link is available at today.agrilife.org. That's today.agrilife.org. Grain prices should improve in the new year. According to the American Farm Bureau Federation, global grain stocks will likely be about 1.5% higher than last year, reversing the downward trend over the prior few years. Despite the rise in global supplies, USDA forecasts higher corn, wheat, and barley prices than in the 2019-2020 marketing year. The average corn price is projected at $4 a bushel, compared to $3.85 the prior year. The average wheat price is forecast at $4.80 a bushel. That's up from $4.60 a bushel in the previous marketing year. The average barley price is forecast to be about $4.75 a bushel. That is up $0.05 a bushel from last year. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Domel. As we prepare to ring in 2021, the new year looks to be a big one for sorghum in the Texas Panhandle. James Hunt reports from Amarillo. 
Forecast of continued dry conditions for the area is one reason increased sorghum acres seem inevitable, but with exports to China helping create robust demand, the economic argument is also there. Today, you could probably lock in close to $5 a bushel in the Texas panhandle for sorghum. Now that's an excellent price. That's Dr. Brent Bean of the Sorghum Checkoff, who advises farmers start booking seed purchases as supply will likely be tight, and also consider some of the new options available. Most of the seed companies have come out with new hybrids. Probably more than I've seen in a long time as far as the number of new sorghum hybrids. Something else that's new? EPA approval this week of Imaflex, a UPL herbicide product for use with Advanta iGrowth sorghum, which Bean says offers the first commercially available means of post-emergent control of grass for sorghum. We've had a lot of people who wanted to grow sorghum say, well, we just can't grow sorghum because we can't control the grass. And now we'll have a tool that we'll be able to do that. In Amarillo, James Hunt for the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. The number of hogs and pigs in Texas is down from year-ago levels. The total hog and pig inventory as of December 1st was 1.08 million head. That's down 5% from last December. The number of breeding hogs totaled 140,000 head, down 15,000 from last year. The December 1st market hog inventory down 5% from a year ago at 940,000 head. The September through November 2020 Texas pig crop totaled 627,000 head. That's 10% below last year. The Texas rice industry donated over 100,000 servings of rice to feed hungry Texans. Tom Nicoletti has more. My guest today is Tommy Turner. He is president of the Texas Rice Council, joining us from Wharton County in southeast Texas. And uh, Tommy... uh, want to uh, go to you to get your reaction to the region's uh, rice farmers uh, donating such a huge amount of rice to the Central Texas Food Bank in the amount of 11,000 pounds. Well, it's just another example of farmers trying to give back. There's a lot of people hurting right now, and and it's just a chance to, to help people in this time of need whenever we're trying to address people's needs to have food for just everyday life. Uh, you were the second wave of coronavirus. We had our Western Rice Bell Production Conference Committee, and at that committee, Daniel Berglund suggested, why don't we do a, a donation? We have some funds available from sponsorships of, of the Western Rice Bell Production Committee, and the committee thought that was a great idea, and, and we just took the ball from there and ran with it to try to make this happen before Christmas. What was Texas Rice Council's role in this donation effort? I'd worked with some of the mills earlier in the spring on getting donations into the Houston area. So I'd had some experience in contacting people at the various mills. We have five mills here in Texas, and they do a great job of milling Texas rice and getting it out there to the consumers. And you know, the Texas Rice Council receives three cents from the checkoff program that, you, that Texas rice farmers are part of. The charge to the Texas Rice Council is promotion, education, and market development. And we work with the U.S. Rice Producers Association to achieve those goals. And the CEO, Dwight Roberts, lives in the Austin area. And whenever Daniel said, I think we ought to do this donation into the to the Central Texas Food Bank in Austin, Dwight said, I know some folks there, and let me make some calls. So Dwight worked on the logistics part of it, and together we, we put this together in about five days. All right. Any other type of logistics that you can uh, put your finger on that help to ensure that uh, this rice uh, would uh, be uh, 
all in one location uh, for the pickup in Freeport? So we come up with the idea, and then you, you just got to figure out how to you know, make it come about. As I started talking to the mills, you know, they have their process. Typically, you place an order, and it's a couple of weeks before the order is packaged into the size order you want, and, and then you have to figure out how you're going to get it shipped. And we just try to make a donation, and, and we want to move quickly on this, get it for Christmas. And so we had to work with the people at the mills to see if we could somehow shorten that time frame. And, and luckily, Riviana and Freeport had some rice available just in case – you know, a customer ordered some, and it was Texas rice, the kind of rice we wanted to, to send up to Austin. And so we had it, we were able to, to source the rice. I think the amazing thing about it is is we put the order in on Thursday evening. Food Bank, you know, they have a great system of getting trucks wherever they need to to pick up food and get it to their warehouse. They were able to get down there and pick up the rice, and they had it in Austin by Tuesday. Those comments today from Tommy Turner. He is president of the Texas Rice Council. I'm Tom Nicoletti with the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Cotton farmers are finding a stronger market as the 2020 harvest wraps up. Barry Mahler reports from the Rolling Plains. As cotton harvest winds down here on the Rolling Plains, producers are finding a better price than expected due to the latest supply and demand report that found decreasing supplies and a little better demand than expected worldwide. The market change is somewhat unexpected due to the worldwide pandemic. A lot of market watchers were anticipating a slowdown of demand as consumers concentrated more on food rather than long-term purchases of clothing and other products that use a lot of fiber. I think the numbers show that the balance in the market improvement came from, well, more from lack of planted acres and a slowdown in production, more than growth of consumption, but the end result is a better price, and that's good news. The firmer market will make the decision to continue to plant cotton much easier for producers and brings more benefits to this part of the state than just a farming industry that's in the black. You know, cotton has a large infrastructure that's important to rural Texas. We tend to do more processing of the crop than we do for, say, grains. You know, a lot of the grain is harvested. It's transported to the Gulf for export. While cotton not only has to be transported, but it's ginned, it's wrapped, it's stored and handled several times before being sent to the final processor. Now, those gins and other parts of the process bring jobs and economic activity areas of Texas that need it the most. Having a base number of acres planted year in and year out is important to keep the support industry going strong. You know, all in all, it's good to have some positive news to report, and higher grain and cotton prices will sure help some producers enjoy a much happier new year as we usher in 2021. This is Barry Mahler reporting from North Central Texas for Texas Ag Today. Heavy precipitation is hitting Texas this week, and it will stretch all the way to the southeast United States. Stephanie Ho reports from Washington. A very active storm system is expected to mark the last day of this year. We are expecting a major and heavy rainfall event to unfold from eastern Texas, extending eastward into the southeast and northward into the Ohio River Valley. That was USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey. We expect to see some two to five inch plus rainfall totals in that two day time frame. That could lead to some flash flooding and eventually some river flooding especially as we see that rain moving northward into the Midwest. 
At the same time, the final piece of that puzzle will be that we do expect some severe weather to unfold at the end of 2020 and into 2021. A potential for some strong to locally severe thunderstorms that could come with hail and isolated tornadoes from East Texas, eventually sweeping eastward on through the Mississippi Delta and into parts of the southeast as we start the new year. This is Stephanie Ho for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. Kick off the new year hiking, biking, or even paddling in a Texas state park. I'm Jessica Dommel, and I'll have that story coming up on Texas Ag Today. And your bulls need as much care as your cows do here in the winter to make sure they'll be ready for breeding season in the spring. Texas veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd has more on that coming up next, right here on Texas Ag Today. Parenting is full of surprises. You never know what to expect. So after our son was born, I called my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent to set up a life insurance policy in case something happened to me. Sawyer is now two. And we'll soon have a sister. There's no one else I would trust with protecting my family. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com for an agent you can trust with life's most important decisions. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. We're keeping you informed on everything happening in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today. Bulls need just as much care as your cows do here in the Texas winter. You want to make sure they'll be ready for breeding season come spring. Veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd has some advice. Dr. John Castellic from the University of Calgary recommends that if bulls are confined, it is better to feed them in a bunk rather than on the ground to decrease fecal-oral transmission of disease. If you are feeding in the pasture, continue to change feeding sites to clean ground. Adequate nutrition is important to keep these bulls from losing weight in the winter. Also make sure the feed is free of mold or toxic material as ergot is a fungus on cereal grains that can cause decreased circulation to the extremities and some moles can affect semen production due to containing estrogen-like properties. Bulls should always have access to a salt mineral block since mineral deficiencies are not uncommon. However, if minerals are a concern, it's better to feed a granular mineral mix as many animals will not be able to get enough mineral off of a block. A feed analysis can tell you which minerals need to be supplemented in your area and by how much. Travis Olson from Alberta, Canada indicates bulls need a lot of room and keeping them in large pastures away from the cows decreases fighting. Certainly a couple of windbreaks are needed and a bedded area to lie down to prevent frostbite of the scrotum. If at all possible, it's a good idea to keep yearling and two-year-old young bulls away from the mature bulls as this decreases fighting and allows you to feed the young bulls extra nutrition as they are still growing at that stage. As a reminder, have your vet perform a fertility test on every bull every year before breeding season to avoid turning out an infertile bull. I'm Dr. Bob Judd. This is the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. You can kick off the new year hiking, biking, or paddling in a Texas state park. Jessica Domel has more in today's wildlife report. 
Thanks to Texas State Parks and the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department, you can bike, walk, hike, or paddle your way into the new year. Stephanie Garcia, spokesperson for the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department, says you can take part in a first-day hike at any one of 89 Texas State Parks. First day hikes are actually a national initiative to get people out in nature in the new year. So we encourage everyone to take part in some of these first day hikes. And it's really just on New Year's Day, you can walk or swim or paddle or bike your way through a state park. Trails at Texas state parks range in length and difficulty levels and offer something for everyone. We have some that are really short and easy and are really perfect for people with young kids and families who want to just take a really short little walk and just enjoy it for maybe a couple of hours or even an hour or something shorter. They're Sometimes they're only a half mile. So it's, it's really nice and short for some of those families. We do have other more strenuous hikes for people who have more experience and want to challenge themselves. With the word hike, it doesn't mean you have to go five miles into the woods and back. It can be something really short and perfect for a nice little morning walk with the family. Texas State Parks are still operating at a limited capacity due to the coronavirus pandemic. TPWD recommends reserving a day pass online as some parks may reach their capacity limits. To find a state park near you, make reservations, and check the status of an individual park, visit texasstateparks.org. That is texasstateparks.org. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Domel. It was a mostly lower day in the cattle futures markets. However, the grain markets are hitting new highs. That's spilling over and helping the cotton market as well. We'll take a look at all of our livestock, cotton, grain, energy, and financial markets coming up next. Keep it here on Texas Ag Today. Truck drivers, if you're stuck on a railroad crossing, don't just sit there. It takes a freight train more than a mile to stop, even in an emergency. So by the time you hear this, it could be too late to save your truck and maybe your license or your life. Instead, immediately get out of your truck, away from the tracks, and call the number on the emergency sign at the crossing. That gives the railroad a chance to stop trains before they get to you. Always call the emergency number. It could save your truck, your license, and your life. Go to OLI.org for info. We're giving you the market information you need on Texas Ag Today. It was another mixed day of trading in the cattle futures market. However, we ended up closing mostly lower, the exception being the nearby December live cattle contract. It was up 7, 112.12. The February down 12 cents at 114.45. April live cattle down 17 at 118.60. January feeder cattle down a dollar ten, one thirty eight fifty two. The March down a dollar forty seven, one thirty nine seventy five. April feeders down a dollar thirty two. 141.65. The futures may have been lower, but the cash market seems to be a little stronger this week. We still don't have any major sales, but we did have the online Fed cattle auction selling on Wednesday. They sold 194 head. All of those were Texas cattle. They sold at 111. That's a buck higher than we saw last week. The Packers are bidding 110. However, feedlots are asking 112 to 114 and still waiting to get higher money, so no sales to report out. 
out in the country. Boxed beef prices higher. Choice up 56 cents at 210.86. Select up 418. 199.96. Let's go to the auction barns now. Of course, now our auction barns mostly closed around Texas here in this last couple of weeks of the year. We do have the most recent sale from Navasota Livestock Auction in Navasota, Texas. They had 1,393 head. That was about 10 days ago. The two to three weight steers sold from a dollar to 205. Three to four weight steers a dollar to a dollar ninety. Four to five hundred pounders a dollar to a dollar seventy five. Five to six weight steers a dollar to a dollar forty two. And the six to seven weights brought a dollar to a dollar twenty eight a pound. Slaughter cows twenty to fifty cents. Slaughter bulls fifty to eighty six. Stocker cows brought 600 to 12.25 ahead. Now back over to the futures market. Lean hogs were mixed. February contract up 40 cents, closing at 67.60. The April unchanged at 71.07. Class three milk was lower. January milk down 25 cents, 16.01. February down two, 17.91 a hundredweight. Now, it may be the end of the year, and we're seeing a quiet, choppy trade in many of our markets, but that doesn't seem to be the case in both the cotton and grain markets. The grain market's really taking off to the upside to wrap up the year. That's spilling over into the cotton market. You combine that with a weaker dollar, and we're looking at cotton prices continuing to climb toward 80 cents. March cotton was up 73 points Wednesday, closing at 77.74. The May up 95 points, 78.57. December 21 cotton up 100 points, closing at 75.11 cents. Big gains in the wheat market. Double-digit gains in both hard and soft wheat. Hard Kansas City wheat now above $6. We haven't seen that level in over two years. July Kansas City wheat up 15 and a half, closing at 6.05 and a quarter. July Chicago wheat up 15 and a half, 6.27 and a quarter. The corn market continuing to climb 12 days in a row now. We've had higher closes in corn, and we're now at levels we haven't seen in over six years. March corn up eight and a half, 4.74 and a half. September corn up five and a quarter, closing at 4.42 and three quarters. The December up two and three quarters. 433 a bushel. In the energy markets, February natural gas down a penny, 243. February crude oil up 29 cents, 48.29 a barrel. The financial markets higher. The Dow Jones Industrial Average up 124 points, 30,460. The Nasdaq up 25 at 12,876. The S&P 500 up 8, 3,735. That wraps up our look at the markets, and that wraps up this edition of Texas Ag Today. Remember, we'll be right back here next time to bring you all of the latest news in Texas agriculture. Hope to see you then. I'm Kerry Martin, and this is Texas Ag Today. Thanks for listening to Texas Ag Today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. For more Texas Ag news and information, check out our website at texasfarmbureau.org or tfbradio.com. Texas Ag Today is a production of the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network.